the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. All right, at this time every Wednesday, whatever about Lent, we continue with our Lenten sacrifice, which is to have John Fardy and John Kelleher present to preview and review the best on the box and the new movie releases. Uh, John Kelleher, you can spare the time to come in. You, I thought you were at the Virgin Media Film Festival. Well, it's Dublin. Going tonight. It opens tonight uh, with a terrifically interesting film. Hope you're not going dressed like that. Oh no! I'll be no. wearing my tuxedo. Right, uh, I would yeah. hope so. Yeah. yeah, you didn't dress. You didn't make too much of an effort for me. I noticed your old uh, casual uh, dress down Wednesday stuff. Uh, what what can we expect tonight? Uh, Is there a new movie release? A new Irish film, uh, opening film, Vivarium, uh, Lorcan Finnegan's film, which is highly praised and very interesting, and we'll be reviewing it very, very soon. And John Fardy, you got no invite. No, it was lost in the post. Right. I, I think I'm going to a, a drinking man's club somewhere in Rings End or something right. like that. You know? right. Yeah. right. No, of course, of course. Oh, are you going to? Well, I'm not actually. Oh, I thought you I wasn't sure it's going to be asked that. Don't it tell is, me you're going to Gatecrasher. It is a great festival this year. It's gone from strength to strength. Yeah. Like it's become a. a, a and were you it's invited? on the landscape? Yeah, of course I was. <laughs> I'm just not sure if I can make it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really I'm glad you find was, it so he amusing. He wasn't invited. He's blacking his way in. He's invited. Yeah, if anyone has a ticket, Look, I know. I know the people in the Virgin Media business, and I'll tell. Would you ever put John Fardy on the list, please? Because yeah. it's a little embarrassing. Okay, let's talk about the first new movie we have. It's The Invisible Man. John, tell me. Yes, and I think John has also seen this. I have. I, I saw it last night. And um, it's a horror film, if you like. Okay. But I don't like horror. But this is very impressive, nevertheless. And it stars one of my favourite actresses, Elizabeth Moss, whom you would know. And then to Kate Moss? No. No. Okay. No. <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. The Handmaid's Tale. From oh, The Handmaid's Tale, your favourite series. Hate that. But also, she played, if you remember, and I a long actually time flicked ago. on it, and the poor woman was being tortured again. I, I well, don't know what anyone watches it. Well, she's anyway. a little bit tortured in this. This is a sort of, you know, sci fi thriller, psychodrama. Just to explain to me the storyline, please. Well, the storyline is based on, you know, the H.G. Wells, the famous story of the Invisible Man, and there's been umpteen, yes. I mean, seven scores. I think, yeah. well, I was the, is say, that the one with the iron mask? No. No, no. that's another one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's um, uh, the Invisible Alec- Man. No, I missed that one. No, that? A, well, H. G. Wells. He wrote it in eighteen ninety-seven. You weren't around, but is H. G. Wells something? Is he feigning this? No, is H. G. Wells something to Orson Welles? Uh, no, uh, Orson has an E at the end of his name, right. and this man doesn't. You're doing this deliberately to get. Would you just tell me what the goddamn storyline of the Invisible Man is? Cecilia is married to a psycho, an abusive, uber-controlling, high-tech billionaire. Uh, when he dies in mysterious circumstances, she suspects that his death was a hoax, and suddenly she starts getting stalked by the Invisible Man. It's really terrifying. It's somebody that nobody else can see, and it's really, really savage. Terrible things happen to her. There's a very good tagline on this, which yeah. is, what you can't see can hurt you. I'm sure you are not any wiser what it's about, but let me tell you that Elizabeth Moss is fantastic. She's. It's a really gruelling physical part. She's Convey, able to convey the kind of the fear and the distrust and the deep pain just through her her physicality, her eyes and, and so on. Really terrific. Okay, it's a well, crazy plot. We have a clip. Let's take a listen. He has figured out a way to be invisible. You know exactly what I'm talking about. He's not d- dead. 
I just can't see him. Okay. Now, I agree with you. Adrian was brilliant. But it wasn't because of anything he invented. It was how he got in people's heads. You think about it. He came up with the perfect way to torture you, even in death. Only thing more brilliant than inventing something that makes you invisible is not inventing it. But making you think he did. Oh, for the love of Jesus. This. So, he stages his own suicide. And then he comes back to stalk and terrorise his ex-girlfriend. But is he alive or is he dead? Well, that remains to be seen. Yeah. Well, you watched it. But there's lots of twists and we're not going to tell you yeah. any spoilers. And like on a more serious level, it is also seems to be kind of a metaphor <clears throat> about believing a victim when a woman particularly is saying something is happening here and the world isn't trusting her. So it's, it's quite a well thought out film. And right. very stylish and mm. brilliantly crafted. And uh, there so you are liked plenty it. of fright. Well, as I said, I don't like horror, but I was impressed. That's different to you see, no, You see, I, I've, I've seen movies where people stage their suicide, stage their death. You know, the one that had Reginald Perrin and he left his clothes on the beach yes, and all that kind of thing. That. And that's a great storyline. And they actually just want to disappear. And I get it that maybe he hasn't disappeared and it's a fake death. What I don't get is... You cannot clarify whether that's the story or is another story. Well, well it, it would be a bit of a spoiler. To it would be a total spoiler. Do you want us yeah. to tell you that the butler did it? <laughs> <laughs> Not again. Maybe you should. <laughs> All right, I give up. What's the rating? Well, I think John might give it more, but I, I would give it three, which for me on a horror is is a, is, a, is a high mark. John, I'd probably give it four, and I should mention. I don't know if I do this. The director of The Invisible Man is it's on, on screen, screen time. This week. Right. You knew what I was going to say. Uh, that's that, that's yeah. definitely getting four out of the five yeah, marks. Exactly. That you're getting what else can you're I possibly and say? Scraping. Scraping and bowing. Yeah. Okay, okay, right. I, I think that's a miss for me. But anyway, TV. Yeah. Twilight Zone. Yeah, now I thought you'd appreciate this because the Twilight Zone goes back to the 1960s. And I'm sure, despite whatever ignorance you want to feign, you remember the TV show. It was shown here in the 70s and 80s, the black and white, the original series, the Twilight Zone. It was classic. Never heard of it. It was classic cinema. John, if you just turn around the chair, I can address no, you. No, it's okay. It was classic TV. See, I this, you say. see, this is another thing. You see, I've met musical snobs who come in here and, and looked at on their nose <laughs> you are a classic kind of movie TV snob that if you haven't seen this you haven't lived now tell me start again what is Twilight Zone about so the Twilight Zone was a series from the 60s and it was a show on every week and America kind of grew up on it it was written by a guy called Rob Serling and it was almost like Tales of the Unexpected little half hour episodes where something odd would happen. There was a famous one called Nightmare at 20,000 Feet where this guy's flying on a plane and he sees a gremlin on the engine but no one else can see it. Kind of like Tales of the Unexpected. It was classic TV in the 60s. They redid it a few times to varying degrees of success and now Jordan Peele who's this great hotshot director and actor who did it, Get Out and Us... Us a great movie from last year has redone it there's I think it's 10 episodes it's on sci-fi on, on the Sky What station package. is it on? Sci-Fi, which is this kind of strange... What's the new one, is it? Yeah, it's a kind of... They show kind of science fiction and vaguely horror-y stuff like that. All ten episodes are available to stream now. They're remakes and new stories. It's only all right, to be honest. I had high hopes because Jordan Peele was involved. But I'm wondering in this day and age if we kind of need a Twilight Zone show. The first two episodes, the first one was about this guy who's a comedian. Wait till you hear this idea. And every Every time he mentions someone in his act, they disappear. 
So he mentions his cat and his cat disappears when he goes home. He mentions his nephew Charming. and his nephew is gone. So it's that kind of thing. They're okay. I watched the first two. I just think maybe the world has moved on from the Twilight Zone. I know you certainly have. But <laughs> we might be in the Twilight Zone right now, actually. That's a thought, you know. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. We'll try this one, John. This one, I think you... It's an erotic lesbian sexuality, is it? It certainly is. It's dreamy, <laughs> it's hypnotic, it's exquisite, it's luminous, it's romantic. It's a movie. And it's a movie, and <laughs> it is erotic, and yes, it is a lesbian relationship. Is it pornographic? Certainly not. Okay. But you like you like the plot. You like to know the story, don't you? So. It's like charades. Three words. It's a movie. <laughs> it's beautifully directed by Celine Siama. Siama. Uh, really is. It actually it just got pipped. It should have been the French. In my view, it should have been the French um, nomination for the foreign language Oscar. But it, it didn't make. So it. it's set in France. It's set in tell me the story. Century Brittany, uh, in a remote island off Brittany, and Eloise, a uh, reluctant young bride to be, is um, in an arranged marriage about to be to an Italian nobleman. And as per the sort of um, aristocratic tradition. The mother engages a portrait artist to paint a portrait. The, the, the suitor has never seen his would-be bride. Okay. So they, 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 but the thing is that the artist who comes to Brittany to paint her, Marianne, is there surreptitiously on the pretense of being her companion for walks, but she's actually looking at her all the time. Is she the painter? She's the painter. And she's... Uh, she's observing Marianne so that there's this this kind of secret thing going on that, you know, she's going to paint. She's painting her, but they... And um, then they fall in love. And they fall in love. So the they, one is, they, is, is sitting there for the portrait painting, the one is painting, and they fall in love across an easel. Well, that is. yeah, no spoilers either. But well, uh, no, that's, know, that's, they, that's, they it sounds like a I mean, bit of a no-brainer. If say, it's, uh, I would say rather than say fall in love, I would say there are smouldering glances, there are touches. There oh, are don't take nice, me. They take all night to fall in love, and, and you can get the inevitability of it from the first smouldering moment, and then it just takes the, forever. This is an exquisite art movie. Did this you is like not it? Not to be derided. I loved it. No, I'm not deriding and it. Etoile uh, sank. <laughs> ah. Uh, Ah, five. We, we speak wow. foreign, foreign five. languages here. Five. 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 Yeah. Unquestionably. Five. Here, here five. are the results. Five. <laughs> five. Five. Because it is superb. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's absolutely wonderful. Is movie. it not slow moving? It's slow moving in the right way. It's beautiful to look at. It's visually Is it inspirational? Stunning. It's inspirational. It's delicate. It's inspiring. It is terrific. It's everything. But you have a boring life. <laughs> <laughs> Do you speak French, by the way? That's, this is the biggest yes, shock. Parlez-vous. Yeah, wow, yeah, wow, yeah, wow, yeah. No, wow. I, I, I'm educated. I mean, I might know what an anthology is, but I, yeah. I, I... So this is five out of five oh, yeah. for Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Yeah, it's I not saw, subtitles, even though it's set in France? It, uh, of course. Of course it's subtitles. Ah, oh, for them. Of course it is. I saw it at the opening of the French Film Festival um, way back in, in I November. wasn't invited to that where, one. Where did, that's in the, the lovely uh, Cannes, is it? No, that's in the IFI. Oh. <laughs> in, in, in Dublin. <laughs> but this actually won Best Screenplay at That's a Cannes. bit of a come down. <laughs> this won Best Screenplay at Cannes. Right. And it is a, this is a stunning film and she's a terrific director. And Why in, is it stunning? Because it's so beautifully made, it's and it is, and the acting is terrific. Everything about it is 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 really impressive. All right, you let's would not like it. The the, the <laughs> pharmacist John yes, Party on, on Netflix. Netflix. This is really good. So this is a documentary, okay, 
and it's a four-parter and it's about a pharmacist in New Orleans called Dan Schneider who back in the late 80s his son dies in a drug-related death so it begins as a documentary about him he's not happy the New Orleans at the time is plagued with gang-related killings true story yes very much so a documentary and he's not happy with the government or the police investigation because there's so many of them they can't so he begins to try and track down his son's killer and then it morphs into something he's a pharmacist and he starts to realize that so many of the teenagers and young adults in new orleans are addicted to prescription opiates and then he goes on a campaign against that and a doctor in particular who seems to be prescribing this stuff morning noon and night and then he goes after big pharma in america it's a really good four-parter on netflix only four hours if you do the math so not that big of investment and what i really liked about it was it began as one thing and you think this is going to be a classic netflix thing where you're there's a guy who's mm. lost a, a child and he wants to justifiably figure out what happened but then it dovetails into something much bigger it's really good the pharmacist yes. on netflix everyone has given out to me ivan you know the twilight zone remember the theme music says keith i love it that's exactly do 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 that's a police song you're thinking Ah, right. Finally, we have The Big Sick. Seems quite appropriate. <laughs> uh, the Big Sick is a TV movie on BBC Two at 11.05 on Friday night. What's good about this? This this you will like, I think. It's okay. a rom-com and you like rom-coms. I do. It's I like thrillers. I li You make it sound like I have no appreciation of anything. But I like a, a decent movie. I just what, don't what's like... What's a decent movie? I, well, I, no, but these things enjoy. that have no this, beginning, middle and end and this, people twittering at each other. This and look is at a good one. These, these Sky sci-fi things, these subtitle things, all <laughs> these things are abnormal and I am representing the ordinary fool who watches movies and just absorbs them as popcorn thing. We're not, we don't all have to be art snobs. Yeah, but the, snobs. Invi the Invisible Man is a classic kind of thriller, you know. No, we're talking about movie. The Big Sick now. No, I know, yeah, yeah. The Big Sick is actually a very good film and you will enjoy it and everybody, I think, would enjoy it because it's, 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 it's well made, it's very funny, it's quite moving. Um, it's set in Chicago, by the way. It's a romance between a two people he's a stand-up would-be stand-up comedian she heckles him one day and uh, they kind of hit it off he's actually Pakistani she's Caucasian um, and suddenly she gets a mystery illness and she's put into a medically induced coma and he's kind of continuing to work as a taxi man as a comedian and he, and he has to um, um, stop his parents trying to fix him up with a, a Pakistani uh, spouse. All so right. the culture clash is brilliantly done. It's very, very funny. Holly Wait, Hunter's in it. We have to end the programme at uh, seven, yeah, sorry. It's, it's charming <laughs> and funny. All right, OK. <laughs> to be continued next Wednesday at half five. More of it. All right, my thanks to John Fardy and to John Callagher. Thank you both.